Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> tell me when I gotta go. Sure, I'm just recording now, so you can go whenever. And then you just edit out. Yeah. Let me uh, keep the phone on silent. Yeah. <clears throat> There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes gonna have to lose Ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb Alright, so um... Uh, folks, that was um, your boy Nivek, aka Young Applesauce, aka uh, Run Up on Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away. That was just my impression of Omarion singing The Climb by Miley Cyrus. And I have uh, the good fellow, young bearded man, Chris. What's going on? It's Chris, aka Chris, aka Young Baby Tetris, aka Date Your Girl With You. Mr. Date Your Girl With You. Whoa, that's heavy. Um, actually, my roommate gave me that title. I mean, it wasn't really a title, but my old roommate, shout out Zaffer, he, uh, he was once, as, you, as you've once uh, described before, as uh, gobsmacked. Wow. And uh, he turned and looked at me and he uh, said, uh, I think he'd made a joke about me throughout all the time that we had lived together. Like, I kind of knew him when I lived in residence with him. Sorry, when I said kind of knew him, like, I didn't live with him in first year, but he was in, like, the same residence, and then uh, I moved into an apartment with him for a couple years, and uh, he had kind of laid claim. He's like, yo, Chris, man, like, all this all this time, man, like, we've been seeing these girls, man, and you just, you just been dating them with us. <laughs> uh, and I think that was his way of being, of, like, perhaps making pointing claim to the fact that i just became friends with all of the people that they had uh they had dated or seen uh it also might have just been him poking fun of the fact that i don't i i wasn't dating anybody but either way mr date your girl with you it's me it's a Dude, friendly way you know it's that's like, a hard nick that's a t-shirt type name yeah and like i i feel like uh you know off the bat it kind of sounds like ooh, like ooh, you sly but it's like no i'm just i'm just a comfortable I'm just comfortably third wheeling. It's no big deal, you know. Yeah, first it sounds super hard. Then it sounds like a Michael Sarah scene when oh, you explain man. it. Shout out to my guy Michael Sarah. You know I love you. You know we're trying to write the movie together. Yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to be Michael Sarah in a movie. Right. I'm trying to be him. Like if he ever wants to do a movie on his life, I want to be him or I want to be his roommate. You know the roommate friend that goes, "Oh man, yeah, go ahead, do that, man, do that, whatever that stupid thing is." Right. And then I just encourage him to do that. And I want to be that character. Right. But you know? do you, are you going to, as a character, are you kind of going to be like the one where like, you know, it's dumb and you're just kind of like, go ahead, do it. You idiot boy, you idiot white guy. Or is it more going to be like, yeah, like I believe, I believe in you, bro. No, I want to be the, I want to be the positive guy. Nice. Man. I want to be the, I believe in you guy. The kind of like, uh, like more awkward and like more self-conscious of michael Sarah, so you're trying to you're living vicariously through michael Sarah, even mm. though he's probably like the worst person to live through vicariously oh possibly that's 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 pretty cool that's, i like that yeah, i think right. that's a very doable character it'll almost be ironic for people because it's like wow like it's basically like like a, a less like competent version of michael Sarah being the like 
encourager in the situation, you know, like the good friend. I mm. like that. I think you could do that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Easy, man. And we got to shout out Bad Bad Not Good. Oh, man. Yeah, right. tell them, uh, you were the one who actually told me about this little event. I didn't even know it was, know it was happening. Yeah, we had to come through to the uh, BBNG pop-up shop. They just dropped their album four. So we had to show up for the kids, you know. Wicked album, man. Yeah, I love it. I've been I've been listening since I don't know when they dropped those those covers that I mentioned the odd feet the Italian right. uh, cover. I think it was uh, Orange Juice summer of 2012, maybe a little was bit. It? it was 2012. Had to have been. And then um, they dropped that, and then they did a bunch of sessions with Tyler as well. That's right. And then I had to you know get all the albums one, two, yeah, three, and then that's right. You know. So I think one and two were released as free albums. On like Bandcamp or something, which is wild. Like they put out whole whole albums, um, and then three they they sold uh, as like a legitimate LP. I don't actually know the like how the legal process works, but yeah, three was like sold, and then they also did the album with Ghostface, Sour Soul. Yo, they did an album with Ghostface Killer. All right, <laughs> people don't even talk about that. Like, yo, that's amazing, and they had. Um, MF Doom on a song Danny Brown Danny Brown like the They OG. had the hardest features On the album yeah. I think it was a very Underrated album Yeah and it's uh, It's kind of silly Because like I mean not silly But like Grand scheme of things They um, I think they lured in A like, greater rap audience From that album Well of course Like yeah. Anyone who's a fan of Ghostface Is gonna listen to Essentially another Ghostface album um, but I think it was also just exciting for anyone from like Southern Ontario. Be- like, I mean, why I say Southern Ontario, not just Toronto, is because a lot of their touring was just done around Southern Ontario and and like as north as Ottawa. Like, I remember in my first year, um, my roommate at the time, his name was Dieter. We uh, or he did a radio show um, at, up at school, and one weekend he went to Ottawa to see to see them play. I think it was at the Rec Room. Uh, I think that's what it was called. I'm not sure. But anyways, at the end of the show, he went up to Chester, the bassist, and just like he got like his like an email from him. I guess they were so like they were so they weren't as established at the time because Dieter wanted to like do like an over the phone interview on the radio show. Um, I think it didn't pan out because Dieter lost a piece of paper. Oh, really? Um, that's just a classic <laughs> Dieter move. But either way, like classic Dieter. Yeah, classic Dieter, man. Shout out Dieter. He's uh, he just finished tree planting. I think he's. Uh, I think he moved into an apartment in Vancouver, which is pretty really? hard these days. Wow. Um, so yeah, shout out to Dieter. Hope he's doing well. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they were in Ottawa. They were in Guelph. I know they were really big in Guelph. Alora. Yeah. So um, and something I mentioned to you as well. Like I don't even think people know that they played. They they accompanied Frank Ocean at Coachella in 2012. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that on YouTube. Actually. How wild is that? Like, you know, people, of course, like, past three years, past two years, like, Frank Ocean has grown stupidly infamous for, you know, being absent in the music world. But, you know, when he was popping, like, and, like, I, I doubt, you know, I mean, that's clearly the Odd Future camp reaching out and being like, yo, you guys should mm. accompany Frank Ocean, you know? How many how many artists can, can say that they did that, you know? Yeah, I remember when that set went up on YouTube. Maybe watched it three times in a row. Yeah. Like I loved everything about that. Yeah. I wish I wish I was um down there witnessing in person. But um yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, you brought a Tyler too for she yeah. did all the cuts from Nostalgia Ultra, all the hard ones. I the love hard ones, I love yeah. that tape. 
I love that tape so much, actually. Yeah. Back when, uh, back in 2011 is when it came out, right? That's right. Yeah. What was your favorite song of the tape? Um, American Wedding was on that tape, right? Yeah. Oh, American Wedding, that was sad. Yeah, that was man. Sad. Um, I think I like it more because I also was only put on Hotel California like a year before. Mm. So... It, maybe I was like I got super excited over the fact that you was basically using the sample or whatever it was. I know there's a lot of legal troubles around that afterwards, but that was proper. Um, I actually, you know what? Um, my early Frank Ocean, in terms of like what was on the project and what wasn't, I'm not 100% sure. But is it called uh, Acura Swing? Is that another track? Uh, I think it's Acura Integral. Integral. That's yeah. It. That was not that wasn't on there, but Strawberry Swing. That's what I was th- Strawberry Swing. That yeah. that was giving me my uh, that my choice. Favorite, that that song damn near made me cry. Really? At certain times, if you can relate to it at certain periods in your life, and that's a that's a hard song. What was there something at that point in in your life where you're just like, damn, it was catching you, or like, um, was, yeah, was there a certain period? Yeah, I mean, just like when you remember, even now, I guess like if you play it now, you'll just like I don't listen to it that often because. I always remember, you know, like really old stuff, maybe like five years ago, maybe four years ago. And then different memories each time, you know. Mm. And because uh, it's a, it's like um, the song White that Frank did on the uh, the compilation. Right. Off Volume 2. Right. Where he says like, I miss, I forget 23, like I forget 17. One day I'll forget my friends and all the the crazy shit we've done, mm-hmm. you know, which Odd Future and all that. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's like, that's like along the same line. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. And yeah, supposedly end of this month or potentially November we get Frank Ocean. I'm like, I think I told you this already. Like, I'm just trying to pretend like it's. I'm treating it treating it like a birthday, you know. Like you pretend like it's low key. You yeah. pretend like it's no big deal, but. Realistically, um, you're you're excited, you know. I actually thought Frank died um, <laughs> at least a year and a half ago. Really? But we keep getting notices that he's still alive. Like Rich the Kid FaceTimed him. Rich the Kid, of all people. I know. That's why I was like, yo. But Rich the Kid's kind of cool, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Calvin Klein ads. Calvin Klein ad. I want to do. A, okay, this is my pitch for a Calvin Klein ad. I rock Pelly Pelly in my Calvin Klein's. <laughs> Now people people are like oh what's Pelly Pelly? Yeah, Pelly Pelly. Oh, this hard clothing from uh, the '90s that people from the Bronx, Brooklyn wear or wore. Your hometown. Heavy. Your hometown. My hometown, of course. People, you already know I'm from uh, Brooklyn. Catch me um, Yo, on where'd, Fulton. Where'd that uh, where'd that accent of yours go? That Brooklyn accent. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, what are you, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking here, buddy. There it is. I'm walking. Wait, is that is that Boston? That's or, uh, uh, a mix of both. That's like a that's like a cop. Hey, hey, why don't you uh, hey, why don't you brown boys uh, pick up your pants, huh? What are you doing, huh? What are you? I, my name is uh, Tony uh, Doncicelli, yo. What are you? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> this guy went to Jersey and back. Yeah, as well. <laughs> I went everywhere. I went um, all of the United States of America. Northeast. I went all of there. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. Uh. That would be a cool client out though. I can see that. Yeah. Right. I mean, like they they are like they get some obscure people too. Like, do you know who Keith Ape is? Yeah, they got him. They got Keith Ape, wow. uh, which I thought was kind of surprising. For those who are listening, Keith Ape is a uh, a Korean rap artist who kind of blew up a little bit last year for doing uh, a cover of um, 
Oji Mako's uh, Bitch You Guessed It. Um, I think this one was titled Ijima. And, uh, Ijima. Yeah, featured the featured a few rappers, but featured this one uh, Japanese rapper named Ko, who actually ended up listening to more than uh, really? Keith Ape. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He, Ko is more like the Japanese version of Oji Mako and kind of this like slowed down beats and uh, almost kind of that like that metal vibe like he's he's kind of like scream rapping you know oh um, yeah which I liked I thought that was very cool I like the remix with Dumbfounded I yes. thought Dumbfounded had the best verse yes yeah we I don't know did we talk about this last episode about that whole Noxteady scene just like get think, being underappreciated I think we might have yeah but uh but I, I mean, no memory but Anderson Pack like blowing up oh i love finally getting the fame he's deserved for so 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 long um he's on every album he's on schoolboy q album killed it killed every album exactly killed his own album yeah dr dre album signed to dr dre but again like his humble beginnings man like dumbfounded wax herbal tea yeah we definitely talked about this but it's all good shout we need to shout him out again shout him out again absolutely they deserve it absolutely man some big news we found out earlier today uh, in the sporting world that we f- felt was necessary to speak on, maybe not in the same direction that uh, most people would speak on, but uh, Tim Duncan, the uh, the 19-year veteran of the NBA, playing all playing his whole career at the San Antonio Spurs, retired, officially retired earlier today at the age of 40. Um, from what I understand, people call him the greatest power forward to ever play the game. Really? Uh, so that basically puts him in like the top five starting five lineup of all time hmm. bet you yeah I'm, yeah so um i think he's the goat not bad, um eh? not for his not just for his uh playing ability but for his uh fire outfits oh my goodness when when he used to wear those disgusting shirts <laughs> um those oversized disgusting shirts with the boot cut jeans just like you know uh, you perfect. love you love Buka Jeans. Uh, yeah, I love uh, <laughs> I love seeing it on other people because it makes me cringe. Um, but um, what hey. is it? What is it about them in particular? Because there's something there's something about Buka Jeans in particular that that irks me. That I'll share with you. It, it irks you me because some people be wearing you know the fire shoe, but it swallows the shoe. Hmm. I used to wear a Buka Jeans in uh, fifth grade, sixth grade. I used know. to dress like Tim Duncan in the fifth grade. Wearing oversized, uh, disgusting bust- button-ups, you know, with the bootcut jeans. Um, but when that's because my mom bought all my clothes. And know? what you didn't know is that uh, Tim Duncan was actually dressing up after you because your mom had a fashion blog for her children. Yeah, that's in, true. Uh, in the mid-90s, early 2000s. So, I mean, take it as you will, but... She also my mom. She was running that fashion blog. Yeah. She was the, she's a pioneer. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think somebody stole their spot. Who was Probably. it? Who was the next popping blog, fashion blogger? Vashti. I Va- don't know. Vashti. Yeah. I love Vashti, but yo, Vashti, why did you guys steal my mom's slot? Like, what are you up to? What are you trying to say? But I like Vashti. Yo. She directed some fire videos. She also, she had. Um, she's just uh, great in general. Yeah, she does. She does everything. You know. Yeah. Puma collabs. Everything. Who do you think is a, is a well dressed in the NBA though? Because like, okay, obviously you'd see like. Because you really only see a handful of them. First of all, you see the ones who are awful, like yeah, Tim Duncan, you just see those. right? But then, then you see the opposite end of the spectrum. You see like the awful, like you see the really, really out there outfits. So like, prime example is Russ Westbrook, who's just in like, uh, he changes it up every time. And and 
I, I think he's basically, he's embraced at this point. Like, he's almost going to his stylist being like, yo, hit me with something very out there. Like, I want to wear, like, leopard print tank top, but I want it to be distressed. But not, like, not, like, what distressed means right now. Like, I, I want, like, the shirt to emotionally be distressed. Like, I want it to be, like, ripped up by the leopard that was skinned for the shirt you feel me oh, and like yeah. he'll come through in like ripped up jeans and the shirt that's literally scratched up by a leopard you exactly know? um for me the scale is tim duncan to jr smith Ooh, right um russell westbrook just he's bad because he tries so hard same with same thing with lebron d wade sometimes too do you wade you know what i actually i actually don't mind doing Wade stuff really there's I some, sometimes i can find some stuff Cause sometimes um, he'll hit you with those like he'll be wearing like uh, like capri pants with like uh, the shirt as well. Mm. But if you look at it, it just like yeah, why are you doing that, my man? Right. Um, <laughs> I say Jr. Smith because right after he won the championship, like the champion he is, no shirt, just shorts and uh, some Vans. You I don't know? think That's... he took. Did he take off his ball shoes? Huh? He did take off his ball shoes, right? Eh? Even oh, did he? <laughs> oh, I know. I yeah, I saw never know, man. So. Um, fire style, perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect for the guy he is. You know, you know. Right after the game, he sent out a few um, DMs. Are you trying to get this pipe? Yeah. At least to sixteen women, and they all said, uh, "Hell yes, uh, you're an NBA champion, and because he's yeah, um, you're the best fashion sense in the NBA." Because what what other classy guy in the league um, wouldn't have done that? You know, like that's just the that's just the only classy thing to do. It's like take a picture of you and your ring with the caption you're trying to catch this pipe like <laughs> that's all you had to do but unfortunately you didn't do that part i guess but, everyone um, else is in, in the league is married you know they're yeah. trying to they're trying to be faithful other than nick young i guess uh but, but did you see that time lebron um hit up some girl and said hey exclamation mark how are you or something like that how's it <laughs> you my guy uh, are you uh, are you just- mr date your girl with you yeah. or like- <laughs> are you me in like uh high school like come on like you do not do that. Because uh, that's so weak. I, if you're going to holler at a girl, you got to go all in. You got to go J.R. Smith style. You got to go uh, throw the pipe in. You know? Um, uh, or, you know, you'll be King James. and be like, hey, uh, madam, how are you doing today? Like, come on. Okay. And she was like some Instagram model, so you know he's not trying to have like some discussion about um, space or something like that. Listen, he very well could have just been trying to tell her the benefits and safety features of a Kia. Ooh. Or you know the the like <clears throat> the waterproof features on a Samsung. Oh, that's true. Or the uh, in-ear comfort whilst playing while being active with Beats by Dre headphones. This is true. Um, there's a, there's a variety of things. And shout out to Nike, Kia, and uh, Beats by Dre for the sponsorship of this program too. That's uh, that's just our little plug. You know, we're still still working them in there slowly. Um, yeah, of course they're still sponsoring us. They just came, actually after the, they heard the first episode. Right. That's all they the, needed. Shocked to the viewership. They were. They must. I guess those were three of the uh, the hundred views we got, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Fantastic. Yeah. Shoot. Um. They're like, okay, you guys are gonna be popping very soon. Yeah. So let's toss you the sponsorship. So, uh, Nike already uh, shot us uh, some KD sneakers, uh, as well. Ten as, pairs. Ten pairs each. As well as they gave us uh, their secret red October stash. Wow. You know, they, they had a few pairs. I didn't think you were going to share that with everyone, man. I thought that was kind of a uh, um, surprise. You know, I might get robbed, but that's the price uh, that 
comes with me being on the air. You know? So that's the price you pay. Price I pay. Yeah, and we're both driving Kias now. Yeah. Things are good after one pod episode, you know? How's your Kia right now? My Kia, great. Mileage, super great. Yeah. Uh you know, it's super safe. I haven't gotten into. A, I actually gotten into three accidents. Oh wow! Jeez, cars untouched. Cars pretty, untouched. Oh, you know? so pretty fast. Uh, you know, LeBron was lying when he said it was fit for a king. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Is it good on gas though? Ah, uh, it's a little tough on gas. Yeah, it's a little tough on gas. I'm uh, I'm going to the the meter or the uh, the pumps there a couple times a week. But um, uh-huh. yeah, you know, gas prices these days just keep skyrocketing. It's making it real difficult. Yeah, geez. real difficult. Oh, I like that. Uh, I turned an accent. You did. Yeah, um, I I can't think about uh, I can't think about how frequently I'm pumping gas into a car without thinking of like a middle aged white woman. Yeah, I thought I you were a middle aged white woman from like Sudbury or something like that. Yeah, there. You know what? There's my time spent in Peterborough that uh, I definitely met a few women like that. Um, I mean, they're all super friendly, but uh, when you're at the the when you're waiting in line at the uh, Freshco or uh, No Frills, like uh, sometimes I feel like they don't have too too much else to talk to you about. I mean, realistically, I would much prefer them to just LeBron me and just say, "Hey, how are you?" Oh, you know, that's what it's called, eh? Yeah, I We're mean, LeBron I, people, or or crushing someone, you know, same thing. The Viking pre, you know, university. Mm. You know what though? I bet you LeBron's. I mean, mine is still weak. Mine is non-existent, really, but. I bet you his is super weak because he never he never got to practice like we did on MSN. That's oh tying. Okay, that's good. Uh, you're good at this, man. Yeah, man. That's um, what I do. Yeah, we got. That's why you're paying me, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why you're getting all that money from sponsorships via Kia and Nike, and uh, you're getting the uh, the Under Armour. Uh, you're getting paid to wear the uh, the fire Steph Curry dad's oh, the chef. Curry two sneakers, the chef right? Curry tees. Yeah. yeah, made for me to um, cook in the kitchen with, you know, all white sneakers. Yeah, only Chris has this uh, sponsorship because they offered it to me, and I actually burned the shoe in front of them. Um, so sorry about that. You know, sometimes you gotta be a little picky. One way or another, it's gonna come around. All all it will take is for some Instagram like streetwear icon that's it could be Ian Connor, but hopefully not Ian Connor, oh. to just wear them. And everyone will be like, yo, I got to get the steps. Because because now, all, all people will think about when they think of that sneaker, they think about the LeBrons or whatever it is. Or people maybe aren't thinking about it, but in the, in the back of their heads, I'd like to think people are thinking about this, is that, is there, will there, will there be, or is there going to be a sneaker that, that remains as exclusive, as rare, and as sought after as Jordan's? Yeah. Because... Because event, I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, if you know, by the time, you know, by the time my body says deuces, and I hit the grave, if Jordans are are the only pair of shoes that are still like continue. I mean, like there's tons of shoes that are like, you know sought after, but they also are like like exclusive and aren't you know done in in new batches, right? Like okay, um, for example, if it was just like the the Supreme Air Maxes or or any of the the Supreme sneakers that they've done, all small batches done, all of the the Nike era Yeezys, all small batches and done. There's no re-releases. All the Adidas Yeezys re-releases are happening, or at least they did for the 350 Pirates, um, and more are coming. Right, like he's he's not done putting them out, and like I mean, people still 
harp on Kanye for this at the beginning of the day. He was like, oh, I want everyone to have Yeezys yeah. or whatever it is. And, like, whether or not he's able... He's definitely not going to put them at, like, you know, a place like Target. I mean, he's spoken about it before, but essentially he knows that his money, his the exclusivity, and the, like, desire for the sneaker only comes with the fact that they come in, like, limited batches, right? Uh, but, you know, amongst all these things, like, Jordan Brand, especially their, like, retro series, like, anything from, like, 12 to, like, Jordan 1s all the way to 12 are still relevant, you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I actually like a few of those. The Military 4s, yeah. um, Royal 1s. Yeah. You know, I'm hot Classic on those. Fan. I want to own those one day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, you think about all the all the Jordan collaborations that have yeah. taken place as well, right? Like, all super, super clean. Um, but, you know, yeah, you think about I mean, I, I watched this cool TED Talk, and it was just kind of talking about how, like, you know, how reselling and how Jordan brand, like, created its own, like, underground economy. Um, but, like, how can all these, like, basketball players just kind of, like, you know, like, how can they just kind of go through and still, like, n- like not even, like, come close to having that same level of, like, value priced on their shoe, you know? Because... Like, okay, for example, like, the latest person to exit the NBA who now, you know, their brand is, is going to be continued through, you know, is going to be continued through their merchandise um, or, you know, their, for example, shoes is Kobe Bryant, yeah. right? You think about Kobe Bryant's shoes um, and how many people collect Kobe Bryant's shoes for the fact that it's Kobe. How many pairs that he's had that, like, you know, were actually pretty great? Like, I actually really like uh, the Nines. Um, they were like a low cut one, um, and they came in a lot of cool colorways. His past two, I think he took on the like Nike Flyknit technology, mm. um, which is like a big deal for. That was nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, but. super, super cool. But again, like people aren't lining up for Kobe's. Nobody is. Um, some people are lining up for LeBron's, but like they're lining up for the exclusive colorways, you know. Um, whereas now it's like it doesn't matter what colorway the red jordan or the jordan one comes out or you know what colorway any of them come out in right it's just like as long as it's there you're going for it um and you know some numbers or like some series have like greater you know more like colorways to them than others um but nonetheless like no other like i i want to i want to think like no other athlete is it fair for me to say no other athlete? Like I'm trying to think, think of soccer. None of none of the boots are exclusive like that. Yeah, nobody's ever able to hit that mark that Jordan hit. You know, he's yeah. the only one actually. Yeah, and it's like, do you pay homage to Jordan for just creating a shoe like that, or do you just pay homage to trends and people just like blindly falling into these traps? Like this is the hottest shit. I gotta have it, kind of deal. You know, like consumerism 101, I guess and you mix in exclusivity and it's just like gotta have it right um i think we have to give it up to tinker hatfield and trends because uh mj doesn't even like rappers yeah uh also he's never spoken up about murders over his shoes like he's never said a thing i think at that level you have to say something you You gotta say something you gotta but he didn't say anything not a word right and uh, also, Nori, you know, recently stated that um, Michael Jordan hates rappers. How do you hate rappers? Like, they made your shoe the popular. They made a pop thing. 
I mean, um, they did it, and you uh, you hated on them. So yeah. there's that as well. Because the thing is, though, is like you think about. I I mean how maybe that's like Michael Jordan, the businessman, talking because he makes royalties or he makes however much money off of like a two hundred dollar pair of shoes, but some next man buys that shoe for two hundred dollars and then resells it for six hundred. That's true, right? Um, I mean, needless to say, like Michael Jordan has more than enough yeah. money. You know what I mean? He's good. He's he's, ve- he's very good, um, and uh, he made the most of his career. You know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I find it funny that he doesn't like rappers. I, I watched, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say this out loud, but I was watching some, like, Macklemore interview, and uh, he's talking about how he shared, uh, it was actually a complex, like, the, you know, they do sneaker shopping? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was with him and Joe LaPuma, and, uh, yeah, he tells, he tells Joe LaPuma that he, like, um, he did, like, two custom pairs of Jordans, and he showed them to Jordan when he met them. Like, he showed pictures of them. And Jordan was like, these are trash. Why mm. did you do those to my shoes? Really? <laughs> Which I think is super funny. I mean, like, Macklemore was like, oh, it was almost an honor to get him to trash talk me. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, also, like, why customize the shoe, you know? Like, I don't why, know. Why is that necessary? Yeah, I don't know. But either way, back to, back to what we were saying a little bit earlier about LeBron's shit, you know, spinning game. When uh, when did you when did you feel like when did you clue in that MSN was a viable means of talking to people past uh, past platonic friendships? You know. Oh, I think this was I think it was sixth grade. I'm gonna say sixth grade uh, because you trade emails with people. You tell everybody you know. Um, my email nevekahotmail.com and got that yeah got that, I locked that down yeah um and then everybody just you say uh what I used to say um when somebody popped up you used to go hey what up or I used to get I used to say hey what up and then you talk to them for like and they say uh nothing and you say and then right nothing much and then you say nm and then uh they ask you and you say nm and then you bring up something and then you start talking or whatever yeah um it was a big period for um, young men. Uh, Just young men, eh? No, young women as well. Yeah. No, it was huge for young women as well. Yeah. Um, young men because, um, you know, I'm a young man, you're a young man. Right. Um, because this was our first platform to, um, to, to seek a female, you know, because we were all way too shy to actually do it in person. No way we were going to do it in person. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way in hell. Like, I remember saying to a girl, um, I used to say, I said, hey, I, I really like you, right? <laughs> and then and then she said, um, I don't like you, right? And you have to hit her with the, you have to wait five minutes, and then you got to go, oh, man, my stupid brother, you know, he got on my computer and he said that. I don't, I don't mean that at all. And then, uh, and then she says, oh, okay. And then basically the conversation is over. You click X, you sign out, and then you wait 15 minutes, and you sign back on, you talk to some other person. That's right. Um, did you have any experiences uh, <laughs> while in? Uh, no, I've never been... Uh, I was never a uh, a prowler. Yeah, that's a weird word. Oh, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I, should I was not word. a prowler. Yeah, prowler, prowling uh, is a bad word. I'm respect sorry. Respect all women. That's um, right. You know, we respect them all. The high top flip-flops uh, studio. That's a guaranteed. Most way. definitely, yeah. Prowling is a is an awful word to use. Um, but yeah, no, I never, I never, 
I mean, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I've always been awful at it. So even if I, looking back, think I was, and I probably tried to a couple times, but, um, but yes, my, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think my issue historically is that I'll always just do my best to understand someone or, or at least become like friends with them. But then it's just like, oh, it's too late. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. You've, uh you just kind of like you know i just haven't spoken my mind fast enough you know and perhaps that is because uh like you said in person i was way too shy to do that and like maybe that also stems from the fact that like we were never like encouraged by our parents or like brothers or sisters you know like like what was your what was your your brother like in terms of like seeing other people or like yeah talking to other people was he what did he did he at all set like a a precedent or kind of like a a standard for you at all see me and my brother never talked about that at mm. all like i think he's kind of shy yeah. if anything um because i didn't all i knew is that in third grade he showed me uh some eminem song and then a 50 cent song and i was amazed and then uh was he wearing was singing, echo oh yeah an exco exco you remember exco yeah because <laughs> you could only you could only get exco to a few shops That's it was right. it was a stop at a shop at uh scarborough town I I forget the store, but I used to go there like, like once a week almost. Right. It was like that. Oh man, I forget the, the name. But shout out to Exco. Exco. With the with the pitbull design. It was probably some awful name, like uh, like a urban design. Oh man, that, something just probably. like that. I mean, like the fact that urban behavior. I don't know. I f- I feel like that word has just been uh has been exploited. You know. Yeah. Uh, is awful but yeah there were stores that just like just sold echo exco g unit when g unit still sold clothes oh they had the g unit shoes the g unit shoes were wild yeah super wild i mean this is at the same time that fat farm was popping same time baby fat was going wild like a different time a different time for sure you knew people were popping when they had the checkerboard design on their fat farm shoes on this on the laces right yeah yeah and then you had the rocker wear bag too. Oh, oh yeah. My yes. sister wore both at the same time. The string she bag, right? Wild. Yeah, yeah. You're I'll rocking see. fifty. Well, no. Who who owned Fat Farm? Was there any? Were there were there any big I names th- behind that? I think it was uh, Russell from Def Jam. Yeah. Yeah. His. I heard rumors that um was ex wife now, but uh, I forget. I'm forgetting her name too. But she owned like Baby Fat. She owned Baby Fat. You think of Russell Simmons? Uh, yeah. Russell Simmons. Yeah, I think he owned. Fat, fat farm. farm and then his wife owned baby fat yeah, yeah. and then jay-z was behind rock aware which i guess eventually kind of fell off and then yeah 50 behind g unit wow different times fubu remember fubu oh man fubu i used to have the fubu shirt really fubu is nice actually yeah i didn't even, i didn't hate on fubu at did all. it actually stand for for you by us yeah it did eh? okay i always thought yeah. that was uh that was a lie but i, I always thought it was and that guy um the guy who created fubu he cashed out yeah Cash on food because he was smart. He gave it to the rappers, and um, he gave it to a bunch of artists. You know, people that put it on and people that support it. Because mm. I heard a rumor in the '90s that Tommy, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren, didn't really support that. Mm. They didn't want to see all these artists wearing it. Yeah, but I don't know about that. That's what I heard, right? Right. Um, and Fubu was a big supporter of that. They were the first big supporter. So wow, yeah, I mean, that is, that makes a a big deal. Right? I mean, like now you think about how rappers are essentially rock stars right they're, yeah they're yeah like 
you want all of them wearing your clothing, right? Um, that's interesting you say that you your brother, though. I think when I was younger, anyways, definitely same thing, my brother and sister. I mean, obviously, when I was, like, a, a preteen, my brother was much younger. My brother was nine, but my sister on the other hand, a couple years older, never really spoke about it. But, uh, I mean, realistically, I think everyone's still kind of flourished or at least, like, learned on their own. I don't know how much of a role MSN played for either the two of them, but they're both seeing people now, so oh, yeah. shout out to them. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. I mean. Oh, one thing. <laughs> Do you remember um, the name? You know, you could put, like, a description. Oh, yeah. Do you you could that? change your name. You could put, like, you could put the initials of whoever, if you were dating someone, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, the song lyrics, if it was a oh, hard song man. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I remember for a good two years, mine was, <laughs> you know, I thought it was super smart. <laughs> super, uh, so I was like, uh, that was a peak ass. So I said, um, practice makes perfect. But nobody's perfect. So what's the point of practicing? And wow. um Alan Iverson-esque almost. Almost. Yeah, I was, uh, your inner I was looking at my inner AI. And, um, you know, because back then, Salute to Alan Iverson as well for that practice bit, mm. and for he's a he was a hard ball player, you know, yeah. one of the best ever. Yeah, people forget that, you know, and uh, the practice bit was real because sometimes you feel that in your own life. You know, I'll be like, uh, I'll be at work, I'll get mad sales, and then I'll mess up something with the system, and then um, my boss is like, "Yeah, you got like ten sales today, but you messed up here." <laughs> I'll be like, "No, that's just a small. That's just that." Do you see the other things I did? Exactly. You see all those other uh, crazy things I did? Like, come on. It's just a small mistake. It's yeah. just practice. Yeah, it's just practice. Oh, that's a very good point, man. That's a very good point. I think I had the DMX quote for a little bit. You know, the one where it's like, uh, if you uh, if you love something, let it go. Uh. <laughs> and if it comes back to you, or if it, if it doesn't come back, it never was. But if, yeah, I think, I, wow, <laughs> I think I was, it was, I was deep, bro. I had that, and then I was also on some, like, stupid stupid i was uh grade 10 grade 11 i took a philosophy course i was mad up mad up on all these just like we had this one textbook that we had to read from and there's just like you'd read these like big passages on like the life and like general kind of like uh you know views and arguments posed by certain philosophers again it was just like a book dumbed down for like 15 16 year olds but like you flip a page and then there's just like a bunch of one-liners by these like you know like socrates aristotle like all of the like uh you know famous like greek philosophers and then even some of the more like uh like 19th century philosophers like uh, yeah. jean-paul sartre and stuff like that Ooh. like super wild every once in a while like some of them like I ended up learning about again in university or like reading them in their like proper context, you know? Um, and just like thinking back <laughs> to like how it's 15, 16, being like, yo, I'm profound as <laughs> shit, bro. Like, catch me with my beret and like turtleneck sweater reading existentialism novels, you know? Like, mm. but yeah, super, super embarrassing for sure. What was your DP? Uh, my DP, I actually still have it on my computer. Super funny. Um, one of my good friends at the time um she sent me this website where you can make yourself in south park form wow so i made myself it's actually popping because uh all my life i've been like a pretty big star wars head i mean like i've toned it down the past couple of years especially just because like 
especially with this last movie out, everyone's freaking out about it. I'm like, listen, like, I'm excited, but, like, I don't feel like I have to share it with everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. Either way, different topic. Um, so, yeah, it was just, like, me. I used to have a shaved head in high school, a little beard, and, like, a green lightsaber. And that was, like, my, my DP for, like, four years at least. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, and it was just standard, you know? Like, glasses never changed. The interest to own a lightsaber still hasn't changed you know mm. these things just existed so that was my dp how about you did you change yours um often? no mine was the same for at least four years really? um it's terrible there's no creativity it's just the uh MSN icon in a suit <laughs> um wow but what i can say is that friends of mine have had the uh, the thug spongebob or the thug daffy duck you know you know what i mean by that no not really spongebob's wearing sunglasses um sagging his pants and has like a gun in his okay, head that's awful yeah um okay, as spongebob does you know some after hours he does <laughs> we just don't see it yeah we don't know what you bikini know. bottom really looks like they Bi- haven't painted the, the media doesn't paint the picture bikini bottom like that's a, that's a rough place it's a like, hard place the media doesn't know that uh you don't know what's happening there you don't know uh mad people are getting shot in bikini bottom so, yeah straight up the krabby patties have caused a uh yeah Serious, serious epidemic, man. Also, shout out to the people who used to uh, sign in and out uh, at least ten times in one minute to get somebody's attention. Uh, I used to do that, and then somebody, some people would be messaging me like, "Yo, can you can you stop doing that? <laughs> like, we we see that you're doing that. Can you really? Stop it? Yeah. Someone called you out, eh? Yeah, people call me out on that, man. It's time to send though. It's uh, it's open range. You know, you gotta go for it. Yeah, and do you think that just be that just comes because we're not in person and that kind of like that emotion or the like, me not seeing your reaction is just makes it makes me feel like it's easier for me to say something. Very similar to how we have like you know, computer activists or like online I, activists probably isn't even the right word, but just like people who are clearly okay with just like you know, um confronting someone over like facebook or like twitter or something like that you know um because i was thinking about that it's like how willing is someone really gonna be in person versus how they might be in their their digital identity right mm, that's because back then we didn't care you know back then we we said reckless stuff yeah uh no care for it all now we know that's gonna affect our future in yeah. certain parts of what and on top of that we're also just like more uh informed about things yeah. that we say right or you know how what we might be saying might be perpetuating something bigger that we didn't realize in the past. Like we talked about last show, right? Like saying shit like no homo. Just like, yeah, don't be an idiot, you know? Exactly. Um, I, also, I also think Emerson was, a, uh, was the grounds for why group chats are so popular right now, too. Group chats, are, group chats are everything now, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like a means to stay connected with like a large group of friends. Like I'm in one right now with at least two two set three sets of friends one of them we know as the fraternity thought sigma thought Whoa. uh yeah man shout out those guys um that was probably the first one too but yeah i think emerson is is where it all went down really like you and at least like four other people i remember me not actually sometimes sometimes i did this either for like playing a game of soccer or going to the movies just like third like 20 people just like all invited to an msn oh yeah. just, like, movie tonight at seven. 
Man, you were feeling good though, because you're like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. This is so nice. And then uh, it actually follows through. Sometimes. Yeah. Rarely though, yeah. yeah. I Why I stopped doing them is because I get like two or three hits. Um, and and they would be the they would be the like yeah the people I still talk to now <laughs> realistically um, but yeah I feel you the fall throughs happen what happens flakes man flakes also hot take MSN could have been WhatsApp yeah could have been WhatsApp could have been prospering but I don't know what happened maybe WhatsApp came they knew and they came and stole the lane perhaps before MSN could think of it yeah. But uh, all MSN, because Facebook came in, I mean, for me, I started using Facebook in, like, 2010. Okay. So, 10th grade. Yeah. Like, when did you start using Facebook? I think 2000, I think started grade 11, so 2010, 2011. Because that's when we started talking via Facebook. Yeah. And chat. we left MSN. Mm-hmm. We used Facebook chat, right? And then we left MSN. MSN, because people had phones, they should have came back with the the app. Mobile, um, mobile version. Mobile version. Same banking. thing. Yeah. Technically, the same thing. Yeah. Just uh, use phone numbers instead of emails. Yeah, you know. But um, I hate it had to be MSN. Yeah, I hate that they had to take the L. Yeah, but, I um, I remember getting an email from MSN like three years ago, being like, "Yeah, MSN Messenger is uh, just shutting down." And at the very end of this like long-winded email, just like explaining, you know, all the things that went down, it just said like it was so sad. It was just like we we suggest using a platform like Skype. It's just like, man, really? you reach the lowest of the lows that you're suggesting other places. Like, you're also just like putting on, you know, one of your largest at the time competitors. Yeah. Just like, oh, just use theirs. I was like, oh man. I mean, lot, lots of lessons learned. You know, like you said, like you learn to play the radar field a little bit. You know. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, we need to give it up to MSN because it taught us taught us something. And then, I mean, I'm curious to know, like, how do you feel you evolved from there once MSN or once you kind of felt that, like, talking to people via, you know, digital platforms was just like, you know, something you needed to move on from or or not even move on from, but you were just like, yo, it's time for me to. Because um, MSN has actually bettered some friendships in real life as well. Oh, man. You know? Yeah, for sure. You, I can see that for sure. Like, you know, you start talking to someone, you actually become friends and then. Yeah. Then you build up the courage to speak to them in real life, and then something happens. You guys keep talking, and then it, it becomes something good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's shout bad. out to shout out to many conversations that led to that. Yeah, so for sure. many friendships might just be f- straight from MSN. So. Yeah, yeah. To anyone listening, think back on uh, think back on some of the relationships you maybe formed, or you know destroyed through MSN. A lot of, I mean, I feel like a lot of the time we, uh, we weren't maybe the clearest with each other, you know? How many times do you think you messaged someone back with just like an IDK? I don't oh, know. Man. man, you knew. You always yeah. knew. But some people, you know, didn't want to speak their mind. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm culprit too, but I'm definitely culprit. So I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't shame anyone, but yeah. No, no, um, you're right. Cause I used to do that. And even in person, if somebody asks you, hey, how's it going? You know, you say, oh, it's all good or whatever. Yeah. And that's it. Now I like to say a little bit more. I like to say the truth. Yeah. You know, even if it sucks, if it's good, especially if it sucks. If it sucks, sometimes it's better to just say it. That's right. You know? Maybe that person relates. Uh, maybe it's good to get it off of you. And um, it's, it's good speaking the truth. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people hide it. And a lot of the time, like, I don't know about you, but I, I'm almost hoping someone will tell me, not something awful, you know, but like, you know, will choose to build like a conversation off of it. Like, I'm not just, like, I'm not asking you how are you as like a, as like a nicety, you know, like I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, sometimes I find like if I'm in like the same space as someone, like, as soon as I see them, I'll be like, hey, how are you doing, you know? Maybe like 10, 15 minutes later, if like, you know, I haven't seen them in a little while, I might just like, you know, put my arm on their shoulder or something or just be like, yo, how are you? you yeah, because <laughs> everybody says good. Exactly, like, exactly. Even, even when you're not good, you say you're good. Yeah, if it's like in passing, you're not going to be like, ah, shit, you? Yeah. You know? You're never going to be like, oh, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing shitty. How are you? You know? Everyone's just going to be like, good, you keep moving. You know? Like, how many, co- like, I can think of at least, like, a at least five in this past week where the second time I was like, yo, how are you really doing? Someone was like, yo, I'm a bit stressed out. Don't really know what's going on. You know, like I'm a bit bummed out being having, you know, issue with X, Y, or Z kind of deal, you know? Um, and it's like, damn, like, why'd you say that? I mean, I, I'd wish you'd, you know, at one end, I'm like, oh, I wish you told me on the other end. I'm like, oh damn, like, did I not do something to make them, have made them feel comfortable enough to set it off the bat. But, I mean, maybe that's also being a bit harsh on myself. I don't know. But either way, it's like, yeah, like, that honesty is super, super kind of necessary. If you if you want that, you know, if you want that friendship to grow a little bit more, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you gotta, you gotta speak your mind and if you want these friendships to be real. Um, you can't just say NM. Bro, yeah. You gotta actually hit him with explanation sometimes because yeah. i mean now there's just new ways of new ways of tossing you that curve right like now it's like just hit him with the sorry i didn't see this message until now yeah oh man <laughs> come on you you saw the message you don't have you don't have to say it i would rather you just be like sorry i'm getting back to you so late yeah it's like i know you saw it all you gotta say is all you gotta say is i apologize or if there was a reason like my boss hit me up today she's like yo my dad's wedding was on Saturday, and I've been super murked since then. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. Yeah, no. yeah. Or I tell people the truth. Uh, I'm a lazy piece of shit, <laughs> and that's why I'm late for this yeah, reply. Yeah. I seen the reply, and I'm like, you know what? I'll do that in. I'll reply to it in like 15 minutes. 15 yeah. minutes t- turns into five hours. Yeah. And then um, I'll tell the person, you know, I'm sorry, man. This is what you signed up for. No, nah, not really. <laughs> but um, just reply to a text faster, I guess. I mean, you don't have to if you're actually busy, of course. Yeah. If you're with somebody, if you're doing something, maybe the text can wait. Yeah. And again, um, you can always just preface your message back by like, yo, hey, sorry, I was with someone. Or uh, or another big one for me is like, maybe say whatever I got to write. Or like, maybe they ask me like a question that I can't answer off the bat. Just, I'll be like, yo, like, I've seen this. I'm a bit busy right now. Or like, I got to think on it or whatever. I'll hit you back soon. That's almost like... One, it's just, like, letting the person know that, like, you're not ignoring them. And two, it's, like, you give yourself that, like, space without the guilt. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, a big one. And I also think that, like, keeps things moving, keeps things consistent, keeps things, like, clear. If you're, if this person is, like, a friend, you know? Like, we have friends, like, that we know aren't going to reply. And it's, like, light. You know what I mean? Like, you let it pass. Yeah. But there are other people, maybe you've known them for less time. Or, like, perhaps it is urgent and you're, like, damn, like, all I need for you right now is to be present you know but i mean i guess that's like 
kind of comes come comes with like what we what we feel are necessary criteria for like someone being reliable or like someone being a good friend in your life you know what i mean like like what would you say what would you say is like a deal breaker like a deal breaker for for you to just be like me and this person i don't think we can get along you know what i mean oh man um i used to have a list really but i always forget the list because it's always things right off the bat you know it's uh not only in the phone but it's like no eye contact no care um Mm, like empathy yeah yeah, just no care for any not like you tell them something and they're just like okay yeah they just say like like it's like um i just told them i'm gonna get groceries or something when really i told them a major a major moment Mm -hmm. you know and they accept it like it's oh you're gonna go buy uh groceries yeah or something like that oh Oh, uh, it's like the the Twenty One Savage. <laughs> so Twenty One Savage is a rapper from Atlanta. Talks about a lot of hard, a lot of hard shit, Man, a lot of hard, very um, hard, very hard stuff. Um, and uh, one one guy tweeted, he was like, uh, Twenty One Savage says, "Hey, I'm gonna murder your family," like how I say, "Hey, I'm gonna go get some groceries," <laughs> which I thought was perfect. Um, perfect. I can relate that to this. Yeah. Because, you know, some people are, are like 21 Savage, you know? Yeah. They're like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're just going to go do that small thing when, yeah. need, when it's huge. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what's the word? I guess the word is apathy, right? Yeah. It's just like everything just just kind of going right over their head, being like, oh, yeah, that's chill. Oh, yeah, you're going to drop out of school? That's chill. Exactly. It's like so, sometimes, sometimes you you almost want to like challenge someone to see how they really feel about it, you know? Because um, a lot of the time we aren't super dead set in our in our ways or whatever it is, or it's just like someone absorbing what you're saying, you know, and absorbing the magnitude of what you're saying. Because yeah, if you told someone you're going to get groceries, like if they were mad excited, that would kind of be suspect almost, yeah. you know? But exactly. like yeah, you tell them about something major and it's not there, like. I know friends who like, I well, I know some people who like refuse to hang out with people if they smoke cigarettes. Oh, that's like man. a big deal. I think that's a bit surface level for me. Like, I don't know, a lot of my really close friends smoke cigarettes, and it's not a big deal to me. You know what I mean? I feel like it doesn't impact who they are as like a person. But I agree, empathy is a is a really really big one for me. Um, mainly because I think it's something that I dish out quite a bit, or at least something that I hold in high regard for myself when it comes to just like treating other people you know it's almost like the the first thing i'm thinking of when like i meet someone kind of like what i was saying about you know asking someone how they are right it's just like really kind of making sure someone is in a good headspace and two if they're not or when they choose to share just like willingly and kind of like readily thinking about how that's affecting them and how how they're really kind of feeling you know putting putting myself in their position or whatever it is um but uh but yeah like it's kind of tricky like i know i know some people who like uh, uh a very close friend of mine is like he openly talks about how he needs or or the kind of like foundation for a really really close friendship is like vulnerability is like really kind of sharing mm. with someone like you know not the the absolute you know darkest depths of who you really are but you know some of those things or at least being comfortable sharing them when the time kind of comes right or, or when the opportunity is presented like how how much of a factor do you think that is to a strong kind of friendship for you um no it's a it's one of the pillars yeah. like that's that's a guarantee 
but also like you gotta know if your friend is messing themselves up and doing too much and you kind of gotta say hey you gotta stop that mm, being candid yeah and um that's that's hard as well like you can be friends to the good times but not to the bad like that's right your friend could be abusing alcohol you know or just making consistent bad decisions and you gotta stop it you gotta stop them and really talk to them hopefully yeah. they'll listen yeah absolutely that's a responsibility you know in uh, forming a friendship you know mm-hmm. that's one of the things you sign up for right and if not it's almost like you gotta ask like you know why am I choosing to hang out with this person you know like it's just cause they got nice hookups or Ooh. cause they got a car <laughs> like that's a big one that's for sure a big one you know um the, another big one is like uh is <laughs> it's almost like what i was talking about earlier about being uh being the third wheel or fifth wheel or seventh wheel or nine wheel like holler at your boy 1-800-1-800 date your girl with you like <laughs> i'm i'm the ultimate let me tell you um no i've been a i've been a, a fifth and seventh wheel okay on occasion it's so. a it's I'm a out front say it. It's all right, man. You know, like, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, who's gonna pay for the bill. I mean, if it was if it was my way, it'd be fifty fifty every time. I mean, unless how I see it is like, unless someone has explicitly stated, you know, I would like to treat you. Exactly. It would just be like going to grab food with a homie. You know, mm-hmm. like every once in a while, I love to treat my friends out. I'll be like, hey, want to come through for lunch? It's my treat. You know, that's all you got to say, right? But if not, you know, whether it is with uh, with someone you're engaged with romantically or not, you know, mm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like if you're both working, why not? You why not? <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest. You know, if you're a, if you're a couple, it's nice to, to split. Nice to yeah. split. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that hey, it's a good thing. I mean, not all true. of us are out here cooking. You know, we're making money. We're not making like money. Money. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, just throwing that out there, though, for all the viewers. So, uh, but sorry, I gotta go. Um, I gotta go do this um, gift wrapping class and then teach my abuela Spanish. Okay. So I gotta cut. So no worries, man. No worries. We can uh, we can always pick up in a couple weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah. Right, thanks. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. you. It's uh, Chris, aka Chris, aka Mr. Date Your Girl, with you. I'll see you guys in a week. And uh, Nivek, aka Young Applesauce, aka Run Up to Your Girl, say hi, then run away. Um, and it's a uh, it's a goodbye. <laughs>